I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. We're back. Uh, hello. What? Hello. <laughs> hello. Episode 97. We're here for it. You caught me off guard and you said my name. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Would you like me to call you Bob? No, I mean, whatever. I answered about anything. Hey, Bob. We're uh, back for episode 97. Ooh. Whoa. I want you to call me Fantasia. Fantasia. That sounds good. Like the movie? Sure. Why not? Okay. Could be like the American Idol singer. Mm, could be. She was from North Carolina. I don't watch American Idol. Well, I this was like 2004. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. When you were six. Seven. Yeah. Whatever. Seven. Seven. Uh, <laughs> it was, I just want to say, getting here today has been very difficult. It was a struggle. I, so we're recording at, you know, uh, in Haley's Deck of the Woods. And yeah, I got down the road after fighting with my child to get dressed. He was like, no. Take a bath. No. I'm not going to. Take your medicine. No want it. Like just everything. We just fought. So I finally get in the car and we're, we're going and I get down the road and realize I don't have my laptop that has my stories. Oh. So I had texted Haley like, we're on the way. And then, oops, I'm going to be going back now. So I had to go back home and anyway, but we got here. You did make it. 35 minutes late. It's okay. But, I mean, at least not an hour late, so. Not an hour late, no. No. Um, It gave me time to walk my dog. Hey, there you go. I got a little sweaty before. Oh. (laughs) Oh, Bob. (laughs) Calm down. A little. Well, shall we jump in? I think we shall. All right, let's do this. So, this episode is really exciting and it's creepy and it's it's got so many layers to it right so i am too this was great so we are 1926 princeton west virginia yeah so a wealthy entrepreneur named c.t snydow i bet you anything i butchered that sorry sendow snydow purchase land around Lake Shawnee in Mercer County, West Virginia, with the goal of opening a family-friendly amusement park. Mm. Haley, are you an amusement, like, theme park kind of gal? I was, I guess, when I was, like, I used to love going when I was in, you know, middle and high school, and then my body now just (laughs) rebels against any type of movement, like in any kind of ride, like oh. I get sick on a merry-go-round. Um, I used to love, love, love big roller coasters, and I'd probably still do one, but it might end poorly for me. I mean, I think there's something about your body staying still, but things around you moving that yeah. just. I'm a car sick gal. Mm-hmm. Like really, really bad. I get car yeah. sick. I mean, just driving from like my house to the next town over. If I'm not driving, I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm similar, so I'm the friend that's going to hold your purse. So you and Those I... Those are so needed. You and I would be the friends who would cheer you on yes. as you are on the roller coaster. Haley and I are like, 
we're, we'll hold your purse. We'll I hold see, your bag. I will be. I will be like, I can do this, and I'll go do like one or two, and then I'm gonna be like, Mm-mm. and then you're. Then I'll join you. Yes. Yeah. So I will be there with the Zofran, which is the Ooh, anti-nausea medication. I love some Zofran. Oh, it's yes, <laughs> yes, it's yes, a yes, miracle. Yes. It is a miracle, miracle drug. Anyway, but yeah, so I think. Uh, we won't be reporting from any theme park. Mm-mm. No, so no, bummer. Sadly. Unless we're just holding holding purses. the bags. Yep, yep. <laughs> so this amusement park uh, included a Ferris wheel, swings, mm-hmm. a racetrack, concession stands, water slide, swimming hole because it was near the lake, right? Mm-hmm. And then cabins for those to stay overnight if they wanted. So I mean, talk about being smart, like it's making like buck. It's all like inclusive. I mean, pretty much. This is like the, you know, Disney World hotel, you know? Right. Like they are they're gonna do a one stop shop here. Oh, That's and awesome. did I mention that there was a speakeasy on the property where uh, grown ups could wet their whistles? I love that. I love that too. I don't think amusement parks sell enough alcohol. I agree. I mean, I guess because they're supposed to be a lot, like, family-friendly and... You know what? Okay, so here's the thing I was thinking about. Taking your kid these places, yes. Waiting in line for rides, ugh. The heat, ugh. What would just make this better? Booze. Frozen margarita. Absolutely. Just, I would stand in line all day with a a sex on the beach, something to that effect that would just take the edge off just a little bit <laughs> because as much as you want your kids to have fun dag it you want to have fun too mm-hmm. so i like this idea it's like that's brilliant like um so this is my kind of theme park uh the kids would have their cotton candy and the grown-ups could grab a drink relax you know whilst providing proper supervision I of like their it. children of course I like yes it. i like that too nobody's getting passed out nobody can get wasted exactly and i do wonder though maybe that's why a lot of these parks don't do that probably i'm sure it's a liability issue right i mean because what all those big signs that say like don't enter here you'll be decapitated <laughs> it's like <laughs> when you see you get enough drunk people in a place someone's gonna hop that fence <laughs> yeah, yeah somebody is going to lose their head so literally. either literally or figuratively yeah, it's it's, it's going happen. it may very so well maybe happen. i understand why we don't have alcohol yeah, yeah i see that but okay adult theme park sounds not not kinky not that kind of <laughs> theme park but like you know with yeah i don't know i don't know i mean like how do we fix this i don't know because no matter how i say it it sounds sexual i don't know an adult theme park adult theme <laughs> just park. sounds naughty maybe okay. adults only that better <laughs> that sounds like members only and that oh, sounds yikes. wildly inappropriate <laughs> okay so, never mind moving on anyway Tell me all your right story. so <laughs> that entrepreneur cd snydow yeah uh really wanted to give families a place to hang out and enjoy their time together which mm-hmm. is just so lovely and his vision came into fruition and lake shawnee amusement park opened its doors in the early summer of 1926 coal miners and their families came from various counties to enjoy time at the park and side note here coal mining was big industry at the time period and in fact two of the 10 biggest coal mines in the u.s are in west virginia and are still producing so it's still industry um so 
Absolutely. So many of the patrons were coal miners. Um, so them and their families came out and had a good time. The amusement park, which opened every summer, was, believe it or not, a huge hit. I, I believe that. Can't imagine why. And families descended on the park, usually for their annual vacation. It, nice. it is. It, it, I guess it would be the Disneyland of that area, the Probably. Disney World. Yeah. And everything was good. Everything was great until <gasps> tragedy struck the park. Oh, no. Twice. <gasps> In the 1950s, a young girl on one of the swings was hit by a truck when it was going in reverse, didn't see her, struck her, and kind of rolled over her. How? Why was there a truck? It, why was it so close to the swings? Right? That was so I many questions. No, There was a lot. Yeah. It, it just seems like, how could that have happened? Like, you don't see these kids? I... Why are you backing up a truck in the middle of an amusement? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. What are you doing? Exactly. So that's odd, but she subsequently passed away. Oh. Um, a few years later, a young boy was swimming in Lake Shawnee when his arm got stuck in a drain pipe. Unable to free himself and keep his head above water, he drowned. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, this just seems so weird. I mean, this is the 20s. No, this is the 50s oh, when this happened. JK, so, the 50s. yeah. So the park has been open now for about, yeah. you know, I was like, maybe safety regulations still aren't the best. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, so by 1966, four more unusual deaths occurred at the park. Oh my God. Yeah, and, and the mood uh, around the park was a little bit more somber. And as the summers went by, not as many families spent their vacation there. I mean, yeah, if you've got, you know, tacking up like one death a year, trying to figure out. <laughs> Tragic, unexplained deaths. Yeah. Am I next? Well, and the thought is like, yeah, you got to speak easy, but am I going to lose my kid mm -hmm. to some stupid, catastrophic event? Right. Um, and all of these deaths were around, were of children. Yeah. Like so... Some felt that the park had a curse, and while, yeah, it was a fun place, it felt oddly unsettling. I can yeah, see that. Yeah. Over time, repairs needed to keep the park functioning were not being made, and the county inspector came by one day to inspect the park, and oops, it failed. Oh. Mm. So unable to make the necessary repairs, um, the park closed its doors in 1967. And for almost two decades, the property just sat vacant. Oddly, it, it, I was thinking about this. I can almost picture it in my mind, like the eeriness. Mm -hmm. It would be like a ghost town yeah. where, you know, people had been so lively and having a good time. And now, like, I can almost hear the swings blowing kind of back and forth in the wind. Like, nobody there just kind of like, mm -hmm. I hate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. But I could totally vision it. I don't know why. Trees, weeds, and roots began to overgrow the park, and those slides and swings rusted over. Yeah. In the 1980s, Gaylord White, who had been an employee of the park in the 60s, decided to buy the property. He wanted to bring the amusement park back to its former glory, and along with that, he thought he would build some homes that would encircle the park, kind of create this, like, residential landscape. And, I mean, it's around a lake, so... 
that's a good sell you yeah. know like homes near the lake near fun amusement park so makes sense the park went through some major renovations i mean obviously mm-hmm. had to get all those weeds down and opened its doors figuratively uh for the first time in 18 years in 1985 interesting yeah so this is like a whole new generation and in fact parents who went there could take their children now so i don't know kind of enjoying it for generations to come so Mm -hmm. one of the activities at the park was mud racing using those you know four by fours Mm -hmm. those like go four wheeling in the mud mud mudding what do they call it mudding oh i'm sorry bob what was that mudding mudding i've never been but that's what i love that you were so confident (laughs) i mean that's what it is people say they go like one mudding i i haven't heard that uh, that's that's the thing when you have nothing else to do in your town you're that's like I'm, you I'm going mud <laughs> you're going mud i don't what know people you, seem to enjoy it what did you do as a kid yeah you didn't go mudding we you. didn't come mudding we would ride our Mud. four-wheelers around um our property because uh, my grandparents had a lot of property so you didn't go mudding we didn't go mudding not in t- not in like that way i mean kind of unintentionally <laughs> <laughs> unintentional mudden unintentional mudden we'd ride four-wheelers and um yeah just four-wheelers and horses and that sounds really fun kinds of stuff yeah we were all over and played in um haylofts up in barns and got into places we probably shouldn't have been as you know eight nine ten year olds i played baseball and watched saved by the bell nice so yeah Okay. Um, childhoods. <laughs> we had very different childhoods. Um, so mud racing, you know, mudding mm-hmm. um, on these four by fours. This activity caused great depressions in the ground. I mean, obviously, because you're Ripped more or less. Yeah, exactly. That's why we were never allowed to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you will totally tear mess up. the ground up. Yes, and Nothing it will. can grow there. It's a whole issue. It's a thing. When exactly. you're on agricultural land, that does not go over well. No, it doesn't, especially when you need that. Yeah, that, you need that land. That land. Exactly. So things. caused um, great depressions in the ground. And during what, one mud racing event... <clears throat> human remains were discovered what that is correct so they dug so far into this plot of land Mm -hmm. that bones were discovered yeah all right were they old bones were the new bones well so bones them bones tell me about those bones so um a team of forensic investigators came to the site and began obviously searching the property quickly it was discovered that these bones were very old oh yeah an archaeological team Hmm. from marshall university were called in they found an ancient native american burial ground (gasps) with hundreds of children buried throughout the property cool I know, right? All I could think of is like, oh, that's so neat. I want to go. I know. It's like, I want to go see that. (laughs) Me too. Um, And they continued to research and check this out until, as things do, the money ran out. Grants run out. Um, So they didn't have the opportunity to continue excavating. um, But it's. They put everybody back. I believe they did. I think you have to. You do, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things, like, if you. I had a professor, actually when I was at a community college, um, who worked on 
sites she was an anthropologist but she was telling us how like you have to photograph the site and then like you can take things out and like make a cast or whatever but then you have to put it exactly in like the exact position you took it out of like yeah. put it exactly back I see that or I mean it's like a whole thing and I was like yeah I mean I wouldn't want my you know traditional burial ground burial site to be dug up for somebody you wouldn't some want... weird person to just come look at my bones <laughs> Like, well, we know that wouldn't happen because you're the one out on a raft that's being yeah. lit on fire. Yeah. So we know uh, that won't happen. No. Not on that, that bones. <laughs> Viking funeral. Exactly. So um, the remains were from the Shawnee tribe. Mm-hmm. This tribe lived on the land in the 1700s. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, money ran out and they couldn't keep on digging However, they believe that there are thousands of human remains on this site. That this was the final resting place. Okay, so you want more tragedy on this land? I mean, it's already, I mean, if you, so much tragedy already. I mean, even back to, like, the native folks. Yeah. I mean, yikes. There gets to be, there's some more, so. Got some genocide. Mm -hmm. Some smallpox, probably. (laughs) massive burial ground and, maybe diphtheria. and you got those white people again coming out and pulling your bones up like, exactly god just leave them alone stop it stop it don't touch them leave yes. them be leave Done my enough bones damage. alone stop it um so okay are you all right bob? no <laughs> bony bob all right okay i'm ready so more tragedy struck this property when in august of 1783 the clay family a group of european settlers were attacked by members of the shawnee tribe yeah get out of there well stop it the story goes that the father mitchell clay was out hunting and his two sons bartley and ezekiel were building a fence post around their stacks of grain the oldest daughter, Tabitha, was out by the lake, along with her younger sisters, washing the family laundry. Amidst these chores, a band of 11 Shawnee Indians moved over the edge of the ridge and shot Bartley. He died instantly. Tabitha and her sisters just go running toward the house. Tabitha has to run past her brother's dead body, and that's when she noticed two of the tribesmen attempting to scalp Bartley. All right. And for those of you that don't know, scalping was viewed as a trophy um, that one could take back and admire their work. So essentially, it is the removal of the scalp or several layers of the skin from the skull. And if the victim isn't quite dead, scalping itself wouldn't kill them, but the excessive bleeding and potential for infection would. Yeah, it's going to take you out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, there are only a few people, I think, in history that you see that actually survive their own scalping. Yeah. Like, you know, so anyway. Another quick side note. I know that scalping seems to be, um, you know, synonymous with Native Americans. But actually, Haley, did you know who taught the Native Americans about scalping? Was it a white man? It was. Wow. Good job. <laughs> uh, the British and French settlers did. And in fact, in 1703, they would pay up to $60 per Indian scalp. 
Disgusting. They were hoping that one tribe would kind of wipe out the other. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, now they're going around scalping these white people, and I'm like, I mean... It's their own fault. Like, it sucks for you, but, like, don't... It, you know, they're like, oh, it's so barbaric. Well, yeah, you're the one yeah, you're who you're the one who them. did this. Exactly. I mean, also, like, it's just so much to unpack there. Oh, but oh, that's for another day, Haley. benefit <laughs> from white supremacy. Back to our story. <laughs> Tabitha <laughs> tries to protect her brother's body from the scalping, but ends up being taken hostage by the tribe. So they grab her. She begins to struggle in order to break free, and she reaches for the knife hanging on the tribesman's belt. Like, she sees it. She goes for it. As she does, she is hit by her captor with multiple blows from the knife in his hand. <sighs> It is said that she was absolutely chopped into pieces oh, before she succumbed to her injuries. And I'm just, I'm guessing she bled out. That's, I mean, that's tragic. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, she's just a young girl, you know. Um, during Tabitha's struggle, her mother looked out from the cabin and, you know, saw what was going on, hollered to her neighbor, Mr. Blankenship, to go and shoot them, like, do something, you know. And instead, Mr. Blankenship ran up the river to report that the family was being attacked by Indians. I mean, really? He's like, listen, I don't necessarily want to get involved, but I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm just going to go up here real fast. This is the olden day version of calling 911. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, I don't really want to get into that. I love that she's like, just just go take him out. Just and he's like, um. He's like, yeah, 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 let me just. I'm going to go do this first. He's like, you know what? Why don't I inform, you know, the officials and let them take care of it? Right, right. You know, I don't want to. I don't need to be involved in this. Don't care to die today. Not today. Uh, (laughs) Not today. Um, So after Tabitha's death, she, like her brother, is scalped. Then the tribesmen take younger son Ezekiel hostage and run away with him. Interesting. Yeah. A search party goes on the hunt for the tribe, you know, trying to find Ezekiel. The tribe ends up going to Ohio, where they take the young man and they burn him at the oh. stake. You know, say what you want about these settlers who, you know, push the Native Americans off their land. Absolutely. But these were innocent children. Yeah, it's just such a, like, there's so much to unpack. So there is. So much just there violence is. and trauma and awfulness. Exactly. And, I mean, that's just, nobody deserves that. No, no. And, you know, all three of these children were taken back to the family land, and they were buried on the property, and a large piece of stone was put there in their honor, and it was actually unearthed during the dig. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, needless to say, the amusement park closed for good in I mean, 1988. I don't know if you can come back from that. <laughs> I, I, te- I can tell, Bob, that you can't. You are mm. just, you know, just got the tickle in your throat. I do. So, I you know, know how you recover from it. It's right. I mean, it's fine. Like, you know, accidents happen and whatever. But then you have, like, okay, we've uncovered, you know, an, an ancient, you know, Native American burial ground. And then also three children who were brutally murdered. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... Yeah. It's and like, look, you can't really sell cotton candy here anymore. It's <laughs> not as, you know, fun. Not as cheerful. As going on that Ferris wheel that it used to be. Exactly. As long as you're overlooking the archaeological site of, like... 
skeletons. Yeah, that's not as fun. I mean, I would enjoy it. I, I, well, yes, but it wouldn't be like, let's go to the theme park. And, it's like, we're and not going to take your kid with us. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> no, he'd be throwing stuff around. Be like, no, don't touch that. You know? Don't so. touch his bones. Don't touch his bones. Leave him alone. <laughs> They're historical. Um, so, mama, look. I could just hear him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I found so, a rib. Mama, sorry. a foot. Um, so, oh, that's so disrespectful. See, absolutely. So sorry. We're so yes. Just, I'm sorry. I feel the child. emails coming. It's fine. And, well, I'll let oh, you whatever. handle it. I'll deal with it. Um. Anyway, so the park really was only open three years before they discovered all of this, and then you know now it's shut down again. It's all because of the mud. Yeah, I mean, but the mudden was really meant to be because we never would have known no. this. And so I think it's nice because now we have the ability to kind of honor this land mm-hmm. versus the things that were, you know, happening. Anyway, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the ghosts that haunt this property. Yes, let's. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the original swing set where that young girl was hit by the truck in the 50s is still sitting in the park. Yeah. Um, Many of the people have reported seeing a little girl swinging. There is also a little owl, like a little, um, like ornament owl Mm -hmm. that's tied to the swing. And many people have reported seeing it just like moving out of nowhere. All right. As if someone is like playing with it. That's weird. Yeah. Another ghostly sighting involves uh, the young boy who had drowned in the lake. His apparition moves throughout the park, um, but likes to set up camp close to the entrance so that he can welcome people. I mean, how nice of him. Uh, he's a really kind guest, kind host. Yeah, sure. it's like, well, if I'm stuck here. And and that's what it seems. It seems that they're kind of in this limbo, yeah, you know, like... Stuck this happened and they can't leave this place maybe because of the tragedy of their death um the one thing that i would hope is that death came quickly and that they didn't suffer well i I don't know about the boy who drowned i mean it seems like that would be a drowning seems like a bad way to go yeah exactly exactly rose from titanic just saying um (laughs) that's my way he also appears to be protective of those who visit and want to save them from the same fate that befell him. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. I will also say that Ferris wheel, um, I guess you call them car or whatever. Yeah. Number 10 um, also seems to be haunted. Kind of a, you know, kind of moves when there's no wind and nothing else seems to be moving. Weird. Totally. Yeah. Um, So it's believed that each of these ghosts have some type of physical portal that allows them to, you know, dip in and out of this world and whatever space they occupy. Love a good portal. Don't you? I mean, in this case, the little girl, that owl ornament that sits on the swing kind of appears to be her portal. Yeah. So, you know, it'll move, it'll dance without any kind of wind. And after a moment, um, the girl appears. Weird. Yeah. So you know, kind of like, kind of like someone's at your door, right? You hear a, and you're like, oh, someone's at the door, and you know. Have they not like somebody not tried to move the owl? They don't want to, because something about this area, and I will say this: 
people try not to disturb it. They try not to move it because they're fearful of what would happen. And so much so because of all the disruption and chaos that has happened on this land, they very much want to preserve it the way it is. And so, you know, I'll get into what it is now and, and all those things. But no, everything stays there. So... For the little boy, um, his portal seems to be a pinwheel that's attached to an old ticket booth. And like the little girl's ghost, the boy makes the pinwheel move without any wind, and then he appears. Hmm. And actually, you know, people have said, okay, you know, to the pinwheel, like, can you move a little to the right? Can you move this way? Can you, you know, and then it'll do it, and then he'll appear. That's yeah. weird. Yes. I like that. I'm scary. So, with the Lake Shawnee's dark past, you know, what kind of haunted place is this? Is this a place of evil where the land is actually cursed? Are the children the most vulnerable? Well, I mean, it doesn't appear that this site has evil spirits apt to destroy your soul. Mm -hmm. I mean, if anything, the opposite. It appears that these ghosts are children who are just looking to connect with the living. You know, whether they just want to say hi or they want to try and protect you, these goats appear to have the innocence of children, ones that we would see on this plane, you know, and maybe they don't know they're dead. Yeah, that's creepy. It's like the sixth sense. Like, he doesn't know he's dead. No. So here's the question. Can we visit Lake Shawnee today? Can we? We can. Whoa. In fact, they have guided tours that will take you from site to site on the property, first in a car and then by foot. Mm. So you will see the final resting place of the clay children. You will also see the monument dedicated to them, um, which is where people leave coins, they leave keychains, they leave stuffed animals, anything to kind of... Um, give remembrance Mm -hmm. and and honor them. Um, So you will also see the Ferris wheel and the swings. They are overgrown with vegetation um, and, you know, kind of have that eerie sound to them. Um, But people like to leave dolls. And yes, like in the swings, you will see like teddy bears and dolls. that. That feels creepy to me. But alas, Again, it's the way to honor those who have passed on. Don't it's do like that when I gift. pass on. Don't give me things. Oh, I don't give you things while you're alive. <laughs> Why would I give you things? Don't leave it? creepy dolls and things like that near me. No. What would you like, Bob? I, I don't know. Nothing. Hmm. Just leave me be. Yeah, but you know, I mean, in other cultures, many honor their dead um in the jewish culture like putting rocks on the grave uh leaving coins i'm Um, a white baptist we don't have anything that's so sad don't do anything i mean we go and like we have decoration day where we go decorate the cemetery i think it's a southern thing I don't know. Must be. You don't know about Decoration Day? No. All these old churches, they have Decoration Sunday where they go out and like beautify the cemetery and put flowers. Nice. Yeah. It's the whole thing. No, I did not know that, but good to know. It's. I mean, it's not like a. It's. I mean, it's always been a little weird to me, but like people seem to enjoy it. And it makes the cemetery look nice. Well, I mean, again, a way to honor those who've passed before. I mean, they're not just stones with names; they were real people. I like the idea of honoring those who've passed before. I you know, you have too. like um it's just like um 
of Dia de los Muertos, you know, like the Day like of the Dead. I like that. That's nice. I just don't need people leaving things. Okay. Well, maybe hmm. some like to you each know, their own. I those mean. fake flowers would be all right. Yeah. Okay. So okay to leave fake flowers but okay. if i leave a keychain you're going to lose your crap <laughs> i just like, i don't understand point? <laughs> again it's a way of saying these things that are materialistic you know i can give up in order to honor you or this made me think of you it's it's things of significance okay all right <laughs> i'll leave you a keychain Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll pick out a really nice one at the, <laughs> the Dollar Gen Dollar Tree. <laughs> the Dollar Twenty Five Tree now. I'll go pick one out for you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, at least I know. <laughs> I, I know. Um, my son will probably be like, "Oh, keychain." I don't know why he's still a toddler. Still uh, let's no. Oh. Let's hope he's you know fifty and he's right? like. I'll leave mom a keychain. No, I mean, like, we decorated my grandfather's um, headstone for Christmas one year. Yeah. Like, because he liked Christmas. Um, see? So we did that. See? Welcome. Join but it us. wasn't really for him. It was for us. Well, you know? yes. But again, it's a way to say, I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Like, I know that this was important to you, and I haven't forgotten that. Yeah. That actually, I think, would mean a lot to the other side. Oh, God. All right, fine. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> fine. I feel like my father right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm channeling Larry. <laughs> He's like, I just chucked me in the river. Forget about me. <laughs> so practical. And here I'm like, don't you remember? Leave me a keychain. We, now we know that Holly is sappy and, and, sentimental. and sentimental. I love that about you. And thank you, sugar. And we know that Bob <laughs> is just a hard ass. I'm just some, like, whatever. It's, he's an, an ogre. It's fine. <laughs> um, so you can also visit the lake, obviously, Ooh. but you cannot swim in it. I would not recommend I, it. No, me neither. And it is often suggested, like I said, that you leave some kind of offering at the site you know, for the spirits, um, like I said, people have left anything from dolls, trains, coins, keychains, you name it. You are allowed to take photographs, um, but note that some of your photographs may appear to have odd shapes and orbs in them. Mm-hmm. Ah, 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 ah. Spooky. Yeah, I kind of love that. <laughs> I'm like, let's go and take photos. This is so cool. Let's see what happens. Um, exactly. Will not take my child. I don't want to risk anything. No, but it sounds really fun. So, um, that's the story of the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. I like it. It is so creepy. I want to go. I totally want to go. I I don't know how far away that is. That's probably like eight hours or something. But I would think that it would be completely worth the drive. And for those of you who are in this area in West Virginia, have you been there? What is it like? Like, What what kind of feel do you get? Because I've heard it described that a lot of people who go there say that they get this kind of eerie feeling that they can't explain. Um, kind of like someone's watching them, you know, and yes, it's kind of neat and cool, but also creepy. Yeah. So let us know. I, I would like be really it. interested in hearing. So anyway, that's my story, Bob. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Bob, um, how can they, 
I'm just going to call you that the whole episode. I was so confused. I'm like, when did this happen? I am Fantasia. This happened at the first part of the episode. My God, you have a memory of... A gnat. It's bad. Goldfish? Mm, Yeah. Maybe. They die really quickly. (laughs) Same. They have a hair of goldfish, so there you go. You have hair of the color of the goldfish. I do. Haley, um, how is it that they can get a hold of us? You can uh, send us an email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. Find us on our Facebook. Send us a message there. It's Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. Find us on Instagram, mountainmysteries.appalachia. And if you feel so inclined, you can join our Patreon and get some bonus content from us at patreon.com slash mountain mysteries and again that patreon is a good time it's kind of yeah. holly and Haley after dark a little bit a little bit <laughs> yeah it's a little bit more uh, not as filtered right uh, if you can believe that um <laughs> they can believe that <laughs> um not as like serious we gotta get the story done i mean we do get the story done but always just you know we have a little bit more fun with it i think so yeah i you know just saying yeah. um so if you're interested in a an extra good time <laughs> ha, ha, ha. um ha, ha, just check us out it's, yes. it's great. And you get um, episodes early. Too. Oh, and that's the best part is, yeah. you know, if you are just hankering for, you know, an episode a little bit earlier, you cannot wait until Thursday, which, I mean, who couldn't really? Right. Um, go ahead and just they listen. They come out on Mondays. Yeah. So. Sometimes different times of the day on Mondays, depending on when Haley gets her crap together. <laughs> And we just don't know when that's going to be. Sometimes ever. it's, you know, middle of the day Monday. But it always comes out on a Monday. I appreciate that. It, it always happens. I try to make it be like midnight, like comes out right at the start of Monday. But sometimes it doesn't happen. True. Well, I want to give a quick shout out to Coming Georgia. Ooh. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thanks, um, Georgia. Thank you, Georgia. I love Georgia. All right, Haley. Well, that's it for this week. I will, uh, ready or not, I'm going to come back next week. Yeah, me too. Are you going to come back <laughs> as Bob or Haley? I'll be myself next oh, week. God, Don't okay. worry. Don't nice. even worry. Good. All right. You guys have a great week. We'll see you then. See ya. Bye. Bye.